Ask the podcast coach for January 4th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's 1030 Eastern. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. We are here every Saturday. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to jump in and join the conversation, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And speaking of joining, right over there joining me is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy 2020. Do we say 2020 or 2020 when we're like, you know, when you're saying the date? I don't know. I think you say 19, 2019, right? I think I, I, I said yeah. 2019. So I think you say 2020. Yeah. Oh, right? did you see all the Barbara Walter memes? What went on there? Well, back in back in the day, uh, her and Hugh Downs, one of the, I don't know if it was one of the first, but there was a new show called 2020. You know, uh, I'm Robert Walters, and this is 2020. So, like, they're like, I got all, it. all these different things. And they had, sh- they dug out Sherry O'Terry from uh, Saturday Night Live. Remember, she used to imitate uh-uh. Barbara Walters. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did yeah. the cheerleader skit with mm-hmm. uh, Will Ferrell and all that. And um, they dragged her out on one of the different shows. Boy, those are bad. I, I, every channel I turned on was just. They they drug out um, the New Year's Eve ones. You know, yeah. Now here's, but if you think about that, you can see to to bring this back to podcasting how they were trying to get different audiences. The mm. thing I just don't get is uh, I don't even know his name. I just know his last name is Gronkowski. Um, oh, Rob Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. His his left football. He was a yeah. very, you know, future Hall of Famer, tight end for the New England Patriots. Yeah. But he is the epitome of a bro. He's all about partying and just, you know, I'm just crazy. I'm just crazy gronk. And I can't decide if I want to be an actor or whatever. And I turned on the one with Steve Harvey and they had made this uh, because they're promoting a Lego thing. That's the other thing. They're all promoting shows. It's just a big commercial is what those things are. And so they had made this giant Steve Harvey out of Lego because there's going to be some sort of Lego competition on, I think that was CBS. I don't remember. And Gronk came out and he was, he was the Gronk and he grabbed the Lego and broke it. And I was like, what? Like it was very, yeah. So very Gronkish. Yeah. The other fun thing was, is to just, he he does. He should really actually, really he should. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that was fun is just realizing that you are not the target audience that they care about anymore. So it's like none of the music acts, the, the, you know, so, but on the other hand, it's a great example of, you know, people go, well, should we do a, a new year's Eve thing? Cause they've already got the, the Dick Clark thing with Ryan Seacrest. And right. somebody said, well, we could, we could take this spin on it and have Steve Harvey and Maria Menounos who, who? Okay. And then, you know, then there was a third one, which was Carson Daly, I think. But they're all just talking about counting down and right. we're in New York's, you know, Times Square and there are a lot of people here. And oh, look at all the people. I'm like, yep, they're still there from the last 10 minutes when you said, look at all the people. And it was like, a L- little bit different on broadcast TV, a little bit different methodology when you think about like people need something. Like they're going to, they're going to watch it's New Year's Eve. They're going to watch something. And they have five options, right? You know, or four. So, right. you know, they get NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox. That's pretty much what they get. 
And so you kind of have already built an audience. I don't know if you can take that approach to podcasting where you're going to create a podcast and people say, and we see this in the Facebook, you know, like, okay, I have 10 listeners. How do I get more? They don't have to listen to you. They're going to have to find you and engage with you. And, and, and they're going to want to have to want to do it. I think more than new year's Eve night. I think the networks can get away with just putting crap out there because something needs like they need something to fill the space. And they're trying. I mean, every year they I'm sure they have meetings and planning meetings and meetings to have meetings about, you know, hey, what are we going to do on New Year's? And this is going to be the best ever. And uh, what do you think? Maybe one in 10 is actually very good. You know, it's it's probably so, but they have a built-in audience, whereas in podcasting, certainly you, you're going to need to go out and, and you can't just create. You got to create and promote. Yeah. And the other thing I think a lot of it is, I don't know about you, but anytime I was ever at an event where like we weren't watching TV, it was on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like, how, oh, we got another hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Cause I know Steve Harvey was doing, he had a bunch of pre recorded stuff. And I would like go, oh, this is, this is something that was actually planned out. And he's like, I'm going to talk about my favorite parts of 20. It was just, they were all just bad. And they're just like, wow, okay. So, yeah, you, you got to, yeah, they're just bad. They're just bad. <laughs> they're just not very good. They're kind of, I think they're kind of meant, and maybe I think the networks know, like these are just going to be played in the background, but you have to have something. You know, you, you can't, as a network, you can't do the new year without having something on there. Um, you know, I, Dave, you, you've never missed an episode of, of a school podcasting. Every week, regardless, you're there. And I think that's because you believe every week somebody needs it. They need it yeah. there. I mean, you, you've done two in a week when you've you taken off. Uh, um, my approach with Home Gadget Geeks, eh, you know, it's Christmas. Let's just take the week off. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Different audiences, different ideas, different ways of doing things. I actually think your way is better, just to be honest. Like mm -hmm. if, But I, I'm not going to record two. My shows are long play. Yeah. It's just different, right? And I'm not going to record two. So there's just kind of how you think about it. It's just, you know, do you need to do it or not? Yeah. Should we? Um, it, it's 2020. We haven't done one of these in a while. You ready? And now it's time for a power rant. Hmm. Here's the thing that I'm seeing. I like it so much right now that I'm just like, ugh, is people that uh, via Libsyn, via School of Podcast, via what, and their, their, their number one question is not what microphone do I need, not what media host do I need, not it, it is how do I make money, and the keyword here is quickly. Yeah. They're yeah. like, how much money do you think I could make? And the, one was, what's the best topic? to pick to make money quickly. Yeah. And I just like, do you have a lottery in your state? I was like, cause that's probably, yeah, probably have better odds. Yeah. I was just honest. like, uh, I was, so I was just, I don't hate it. I just was like, mm, boy, here's somebody that's just got, that's, that's not really the way to, uh, I, I think you have to ask the question, how much money do you have to spend? Because it, yeah. there's nothing that creates something out of nothing. You need, to you need to have something to be able to do it right, and so if you're gonna if you're gonna go fast, you got to advertise. So, are, and how are you gonna do that? Are you gonna pay for this? Is the thing that people don't get? Like, are you gonna pay to do the ads to get people to notice it? They're not gonna find it. Listen, you're not gonna get found through traditional methods anymore. There's just too much chatter out there. There's too many. You can't. You know, 
the the days of John Lee Dumas are over. We you're, yeah. you're not gonna do that anymore. The the podcasts that get big, so to speak, are gonna pay some for advertising. There's gonna be a few that sneak through for whatever reason. They catch a thread somewhere and they and they do awesome. But but in a lot of cases, I think the space now is so crowded and there's so many bigger players in there, like an NPR that you're. I think you're just gonna have to pay if you want big numbers. I think you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah, um, we got some some comments here from the chat room. As soon as the reality of was it was an hour ago came to the forefront, it's all it's not real. So, yeah, I uh, I, I think it's interesting that they still call it Dick Clark's Rock and Eve. Yeah, and it's oh, they're Dick not going to lose Dick Clark. No, no, they're never going to let that name go. Why would you? I mean, that is such a brand. It's. Yeah, you don't. I mean, they're they're gonna brand that thing's gonna be fifty years from now. It's gonna be Dick's car. People are gonna be like, "Who's, Who's Dick, Dick Clark?" Clark? <laughs> can you imagine some like eight year old? They're like, "Yeah, turn on Dick Clark so we can watch Ryan Seacrest." And they're like, "Wait, what? Who?" By then, Ryan Seacrest will be gone. He'll be an old guy. Yeah. Um, Mike also here from Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. I'm on either side of calendar date. Can't craft a great episode. That is true. Uh, make something that has impact and publish it. Include at least one thing that conjures a light bulb moment and build, build, build. Yeah, that's well, uh, and, and do what your audience audience expects. That's I think, Dave. Your audience expects weekly. They do. I just yeah. think that's the rhythm they're in, and you you've made a big deal about it. And well, the yeah. one extreme was the time I got hit by a deer on the way home, and I from my from my hotel room. I then put out an episode that, but again, it still had, it was what I was going to do if I got home, right? which was I had been to some event and I had learned some stuff there. So uh, I have no idea what sound is going to come out now. Um, oh, good. That's the one I was hoping for. Uh, Jim, would you like, uh, uh, would you like some butter with that spam? Uh, share links for the platform to Mike's One Computer Local podcasts. I know there's a lot here. Bad interview. Oopsie. Uh, radio interest or lighthearted seriousness. I will take local podcasts for 800, Alex. Thank you. That is, uh, this is from a Facebook group from Blake Thompson. He says, it's a quick question about my local podcast ideas. Ooh, this is a long one. Hmm. So we might have to take notes. Okay. Um, I went back and forth for a bit and may have decided to do two local podcasts with different themes. Uh, one is covering local high school sports, specifically conversations with coaches, players, and fans. The school has had a lot of athletic success. I know many of the coaches already, so that makes it easy. That's good. The other is the city community-based interviews with entrepreneurs and city officials, arts, music people, business owners, people of interest. Should these be combined into one feed? He says, my thought was that someone wanting to hear a conversation with a football coach or a high school volleyball star might not want to hear a conversation with the owner of the no of the new co-working space or the economic development foundation director for the community you live in. Would there be enough overlap in the audiences or he says, would you put all these interviews in a single feed or launch two different pods and keep them separate as a listener? What would you prefer? And as I said, that's a lot of options there. Yeah, no, I love the idea of both. I yeah. don't I don't like the idea of them being in the same feed, but people do like it that way. Like, especially, you know, it, it, they'll, they'll want to listen to both. I think give them both options. So create a feed. That's everything. The all feed. This is mm-hmm. um, 
we do this on Spreaker, and it's really easy to do on Spreaker. I don't know about the other platforms. But um, we kind of have an all-podcast feed because we have seven of them at Gallup. And so we have an all-podcast feed that's everything. It's raw. It's it's no expectations. It's, it's going to be everything. And then we have the curated feeds, which are called The Coach or Theme Thursday. And you can get those separately. So I think if you could do both and publish both and promote both, then my my suggestion is do both. Don't don't limit. Don't let the don't let the audience be limited by what you think they need. Let them decide. On yeah. It. And if you can get both feeds, I do both. Great idea, by the way. I think it's high school sports. Oh, they don't get covered as well as they could, and that's a great niche to be in there. And then local entrepreneurial stuff. There's a that's that's a topic that can just keep going forever. So great great ideas. Yeah, my only thing to in this case it was Blake. Uh, I would say, how much free time do you have in your life? Because when I hear somebody say, I'm going to start two podcasts, I'm like, mm, that could be, you know, because especially interviews, interviews are a lot of, yeah, a, lot of work. Ske- a lot of scheduling and this and that. So I would uh, I might try to find some local people and go, which one would you listen to and start with the most popular one and then get that audience going and then say, hey, we've launched a new podcast all about whatever the second topic is and and go from there and uh because launching one podcast is a lot of work launching two is can be and then you then you quit them both because you can't do both well let's start off with one grow the audience and then use that to launch the second one and sports kind of especially the high school level kind of has a break in the summer so you could get the sports one going and then as summer comes along and there's a wane in the in the sports activity start the entrepreneur the local entrepreneurial yeah. one or, or get a partner find find somebody else to help you with this yeah. thing and don't uh, don't try and do it alone that's that's hard but um and finding a partner who's willing to do all the work is and show up and do the things is sometimes hard but getting a partner could help too yeah mike in the chat room says agree on the free time think interviews are a ton of work beyond the time to uh to talk on the mic and uh, cliff is asking good morning this is the first time i'm on the live stream is there a particular point or format for questions nope do you just throw them in there and uh or if you of course if you want to jump in and ask the question live um just go to ask the podcastcoach.com slash join and uh you know go that route and then uh, mike is saying hey you, you mentioned doing a partner um partner to do all the work how about any work? Yeah, that would be good. And that's really, if you're going to do something with, you know, a partner, we've talked about this many times, you, yeah. you on an actual piece of paper, write down who was doing this and who was doing that so that there are no uh, questions, no surprises. And also you got to figure out like Ernie and Bert, who's really the, who owns the domain, who owns the show, that whole nine yards um jason is saying in wordpress it's easy to create a third master feed as well yep. yeah and then what i might do if i was using wordpress to make multiple feeds i would use podcastmirror.com to get them off so that instead of everybody hitting my website over and over and over hitting that feed let them hit uh todd and everybody <laughs> at podcast mirror um it's basically kind of a feed burner type situation but it's uh but it's it's not feed burner. It doesn't suck. <laughs> Let's do. Uh, would you like some some butter with that spam? Oh yeah. Um, yes, did you get an email from? Uh, it's pop. I want to say popcorn, but it's not. It's Podcoin. 
Did you get an email saying, hey, there's someone we have interest in potentially advertising on your show? Because PodCoin is this new podcast advertising thing, yada, yada, yada. And my favorite is I got the email twice, and it's for shows that are almost pretty much, yeah, they're dead. And I'm like, oh, which means what they're doing is they're scraping RSS feeds, getting the email address, and sending out. And I'm just like that. So many companies have done this it's just such a slimy way to start out and i know it looks easy they're like hey we can just download the the itunes database we'll scrape it for emails and send it to because those are podcasters we're getting them from their feed and i'm like Ugh. i'm like it's just such a i don't think it was podcoin though it was like pod show or something right uh pod, uh, well this was podcoin was it okay. yeah um but in the past i'm trying to think well now i feel left out like i want the I'm trying to think, um, but there have been other companies. This is probably like the third time. I can't think of the other one. Um, yeah, and Daniel's saying, yeah, it was PodCoin. Pod, I keep saying PodCoin. Sorry, Pod there we go. Corn. There Thank we go. You. Okay. Yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I don't think it was Pod. Yeah. Pod I thought they went out. They did. Yeah, they're out of business. They flamed out. That lovely free service where we're, we're going to build an app and pay you to listen. Yes, it's Pod. Corn. I want my FOMO spam. The um, you Sorry. know, we we get a lot of those, right? We get a lot of those emails. I talk about this from time to time. I'm probably a little more willing to engage in some of them more than others because I'm in the tech space. I get a bunch of. They always want me to do a review of their thing. Yeah, and and I've gotten to the point now where I have a really clear, I have a re a pre written kind of reply to them. That's kind of like okay, one, I don't really do written reviews. Two, I don't. I'm. Uh, you're not going to pay me to review your product. Like that's dumb because that that right. just does that doesn't work for anybody. Um, in that, and then three, I don't do written reviews. I do podcast reviews, so it's going to show up on one of my shows. Right. And if I only if I feel like it, is it going to be a separate video? So I'm I'm really kind of clear with what they're going to get out of me. I'm like, you know, you can provide me a key for free. You can provide me product for free if you'd like. I'm going to disclose it all. If I do a post, it's going to say sponsored if you've given it to me. I'm going to tell people because that's the other thing they try to do is they try don't make it a sponsored post. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, it's if if you've given me the product, I am going to. And I think legally we're supposed to disclose that the product was given to me uh, and that I, I received it for free. So I have some really kind of clear, much like you have your clear rules for uh, what a podcast host should be. Yeah, I kind of I've I've been developing some of the kind of clear rules just to handle some of these emails. They're not all junk. I mean, most of them are ninety five percent of them are, but I've gotten a few good ones and I've gotten a few good posts out of them and developed some relationships with people who want to write or who want to review their product and it works out pretty well. They've they've made good guests too on our podcast, so they don't write all of them off as spam, but uh, many of them are. You got to kind of filter through that. Yeah, Michael in the chat room says I get emails all the time wanting to advertise my podcast. So all he does is hit delete, delete, delete. I I look at them. It's just my my yeah, favorite yeah, is no, the, worth uh, looking at. I think sometimes I, I always love the uh, will will you put a link to my website on your website? Yeah, that's enough. I haven't had one of those in a while now, but that is the broken link one. Hey, I I we were we looked at your site and then these are posts from like 2011. Yeah, <laughs> and I know it's completely automated because nobody in their right mind like I'm like. Okay, do you think people are actually coming to that page? It was 2011, you know, like, and maybe they are. I don't know, but I don't, I always say, no, I don't replace links. 
if you want to write me some original content that that uh, that I'll, I'll post on that topic, especially if it's really related to what I'm talking about, usually that stops them. But I've gotten I've gotten some bits of original content and guest writer um, bio that has been good. It's been good writing. And I've posted it to my site. So you got I, I, you got to filter. I don't automatically just delete them all. I, I do look into them because I think there's some there's some folks out there that are legit that are trying and I don't want to miss them. Right. Uh, Cliff says in the chat room, at what point do you transition from hobby to legitimate business with your podcast? I've heard multiple shows that have been running for years and monetizing that don't run it as a business. When do you do it? I am. That's a good question. Some people, that's a great question. Uh, some people just, it's a hobby when you can. Yeah. When like, you can, you know, I, when, I don't know. Go ahead. Keep going. I, I guess for me, if I'm standing on two rooftops and they're moving because it's magical rooftops and all of a sudden they get close enough that I can jump from one rooftop and land on the other, I will make that jump. But if it's too far, then like I let's take a, a great case in point. Jonathan Oaks does trivia warfare and is absolutely crushing it on Patreon. Jonathan has a really good job. So his the the distance between those two buildings is, you know, you know, and Cliff says, is there a threshold? No, no there isn't because. No. I live in an apartment. My rent is much less than it used to be when I had a house and I don't have to, you know, it really depends student loans. I mean, it's, you know, some people, there are those minimalists now that live in tiny homes and, you know, they're all about all I need is food and a pair of jeans. Um, Those people don't need a whole lot of money, but if you got three kids and a college thing and, you know, um, what do you think, Jim? Yeah, it's whatever you want it to be and whatever threshold that you need. I, I go the opposite direction. Home Gadget Geeks could be a moneymaker, but I really don't want it to be because I have a really good job at Gallup doing what yeah. I do. And and I want to make sure that it's really clear my loyalty is to Gallup, like in, in all the things that I'm doing, and that I'm not trying to siphon off my Gallup uh, audience to be Home Gadget Geek listeners. I could if I wanted to, but I don't. And they find out I do this, and we've had a few pop over. But um, I, I go the other way where I intentionally try to not make it necessarily about the money. I'll, I'll, I'll take review stuff and, you know, I, I've got a Patreon. I have a pretty good Patreon. You know, it's like a hundred bucks a month. So yeah, good enough. Good enough for me. By the way, you got to pay taxes and all that stuff. And it's kind yeah. of a nightmare. As soon as you start a podcast as a business, you go into a whole in the United States, you go into a whole different tax situation that gets a little because now you're your own business. Right. And OK. OK. So those things aside. Um, it the threshold is whenever and wherever you want it to be a threshold. The chant the 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 question you have to say is, are you are you going to be able to keep putting food on the table? Right? Can you cover your expenses? Can you? Is it viable? It, now, if you're listening to a podcaster and they're doing this and they're switching over, if you don't like it, walk away from it. You know that's that's the the, the that's the thing. No one says you have to be hobby or you have to be a business or you have right. to be both. Well, Jason has a great point. He says, look, it doesn't have to be either. You can be a professional and still be a hobbyist. He says, I have pro shows and hobby shows over at matttalkonline.com. Um, Cliff says, I guess I should have said legally at one point do you need to? And we would say legally we're not lawyers and can't advise you on that. Didn't even I, stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Yeah, and I believe it's 
$600. I'm pretty much, I'm not sure at what point you have to, Uncle Sam wants his cut of everything you make. I'm, I, and I don't want to test those waters and go, well, I made 900 bucks. So somebody, you know, Fred down at the diner said, you don't have to, to claim that. I'm like, mm. if so. you made any amount of money podcasting, I would claim it. That's in the U S um, you know, you're again, not, not a tax advisor, but I would claim it. Yeah, it's the IRS is getting here in the United States. They're getting pretty efficient. And so I would I wouldn't uh, from a legal standpoint, if you're making money, I would just claim it on your taxes. The problem with it is here in the United States again, because I have to file taxes for this as well. That once you do once you start making money outside of a job and a W2 and some of those this way, then that's all business income. And it has to be done differently on your taxes. And you, you've got additional write-offs that you can do, and you can claim other things. You can claim your studio space as an as yeah. a, a office. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. If you're going to make a lot of money this way, I'd hire somebody to do the taxes for me at yeah. this point. Like, when I it, did, it was know. like, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think there's a threshold to that, too, but I would uh, I'd consider it. Yeah, Carrie says, uh, I purposely went into it podcasting as a fun and creative outlet. Do I love it? Yes, but I won't jeopardize my client work for the sake of my show. And you can you can replace there. I won't jeopardize my family. I won't jeopardize my job. There are a lot of things that podcasting can can take over. Kim says uh, in the chat room, you can run as an S corp or sole proprietor and pay with your 1040 and file schedule C. Uh, but I'm not an accountant or a lawyer. Here's something to, to, to think about. I, isn't it funny? Anytime we give advice, but I'm not a lawyer. Please contact a lawyer. Please don't sue me. Um, if you are, yeah, if you are a subscriber to my YouTube channel, this is what I did on the, it's coming out Wednesday. Um, but this is, uh, I, 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 w- I looked into this because again, if you heard my power rant earlier, um, but here's some, some, I, I just asked uncle Google, I go, uh, hey, um, how long does it take to make a profit with any business? And so this one says, uh, do not start turning most, uh, the majority of businesses on average do not start turning a profit until as late as the third year. And then I Googled it again and it came up. Oh, come on, Mr. Computer. Hold on. And uh, this one said, uh, becoming profitable is important for you and for everyone who's involved. It's hard to predict the average time for a new business to make a profit, but standard advice that you should prepare to run three years before you reach. And I, everything I came into was just, you know, here's it's three years, it's three years. And then I thought about Darren Dake from uh corner talk. And then I thought about Natalie over at biz chicks and then all the, and they're all three years. That seems to be, I hate that answer. I would love to tell you three months, uh, the reasons they fail, and this is the thing I'm really looking into right now, lack of uniqueness. I'm really, that's my hot button right now. Like what makes you unique? And, and the reason I hate that question is it's hard to say why you're unique. Um, and then an unprofitable business model. That's always, you know, hence the pod coin. So I, uh, that's, I, I have a video coming out. I cannot, for some reason, my mouse has disappeared. There we go. And I can't stop sharing. Um so that's one of those things where, again, I, when I see people saying, I want to make money quickly with a podcast, I'm like, it's more like three years. So it's always, you know, and that's if you're good and you've got, yeah. you know, I'm, I might relaunch a podcast. I have about 15 episodes, I think, in the can, just because when I put it out, it was, oh, man, seven years ago. And it just might have been a timing issue. Yeah. 
Um, well, and it depends on what your network is. Like, if you have a pretty yeah. good network to begin with, if you've done Bingo. a blog and you got a lot on your email list, and you can, it's all about contacting a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Brett in the Brett, by the way, brand new uh, patron. So, Brett, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you can find him at uh, brett.io. And I was, I sent him an email this morning. I'm like, dude, what can I plug for you? Uh, but we'll make a big deal about Brett uh, once you give me something to, to plug. But he says, if you're a service business, then you can earn money quickly with low overheads. Yep. But a product business needs a lot of investment, which could take a few years to recoup. Yeah. If you're selling coaching or something like that, it's a matter of like, hey, if you like me, come hire me. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. There's no prototypes or things like that. Um, so and then um, Cliff says, I'm, I'm shooting for Gordon Firemark, an email, an email letter. Show uh, unless you want to take a speculative look at it. Um, if it's legal stuff, well, and he's saying like for his title for the oh, show, yeah, like he's going to sit, you know, in in you can, I mean, legally, this is there. There are people if you're, and I think this is what he's talking about. Um, name of the show, Ari Show Name. Yeah, there are people who will do research for you on yeah. this and and help determine. There's no easy answer here because as we as we know, you can do all the research. It still may not find the person who has that who has that name or that podcast. Uh, there's a great example where Microsoft. This happens to big companies. So Microsoft created a cloud storage drive called SkyDrive. That was the original name of it, and um, put it out there and publicized it and like live and everything. And the Sky Network in the UK went um. Don't think so. This causes confusion. And they said, hey, wait a minute. This is cloud storage. Your television. They said, we don't care. We're going to court. And guess who, uh, guess who changed their name, right? Yeah. From SkyDrive away from SkyDrive, right? So to OneDrive. So um, it's same in podcasting. Like just because one, just because someone has it doesn't mean you can't use it. It's, is that a good idea? No. Uh, it, but there, if you if you go to iTunes and search, there are plenty of podcasts that all have the same name. Right. Yeah. The question is, what's the person who has the name going to do? That's the million dollar question. Like, right? if they decide to come back after you on that and say, nope, that's mine, well, okay, then a battle ensues at that yeah. point. They say and nothing, that, you can keep going. Yeah. And those are not cheap. That's the fun part. Right. I would think even if you win, you still have to pay your lawyer to, you know, go after that person and things like that. I, I once worked for a company and I'll just, the backstory doesn't really matter, but we won our court case. It cost us $250,000 and it went on for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But when we won, we're like, yay, we're not going out of business, but we just had to pay 250 million, you know, right. just- and broke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you can do your own on those. You can do your own searches. Yeah. In the chat room from the Starnes family, I agree that uniqueness is the key. My show is completely unique. And Anchor says I have 1,500 listeners. My show was only 15 months old. Now, the, that is good. The The key that people are looking for is how many downloads per episode. That's that's the key one. 1,500, though. That's cool. That's that's awesome. I have no idea how accurate. Well, I know they're. See, this. I always feel like I'm the guy that just comes in to rain on people's don't parade. The bear. Just don't go there. Yeah. It's um, they're not IAB certified because I know I've gone over and listened to like a half a second of my podcast and they counted it as a download. And I'm like, hmm. So, IAB? Do you know? No, I don't think so. 
I was I, I we need to make a list. I know uh, I know most of the biggies, you know, Libsyn, Podbean. I think Podbean is yeah, Podbean, um, Simplecast. I'm trying to think of who my, else. My Podomatic numbers, you know, that's originally where I started. Yeah, and, and I just left because I was getting I was getting hundreds of listens over there, and they have plummeted in the last. Ah, three or four or five weeks. And I thought maybe they went IAB because <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a good haircut <laughs> to some real numbers. Right. That's really what that means. All right. I, I, if I had a power rant, this is not really a power rant, but it's interesting. Yeah. If you give podcasters some free time, will they look at how to make their content better? Will they look at how to, how to connect with it? No, what they're going to dig into is stats and and I mean like the most bizarre stats. Like I think I don't know if Daniel can test this or not. I had a guy this week that on I believe it's called Apple Podcasts on a Mac. Um, so it's not Apple Podcast on a iPhone. It's it's on a desktop Mac, which I can't do on a PC. If you are listening to a podcast and go to an episode and copy the link. For this guy, it was you were then sharing the RSS feed, which just gives about 80% of people a face full of code. Right. And I explained to him, Mike, like I've done it on Apple Podcasts. I've done it in Apple iTunes. I've done it on everything. I can't do it in the software you have because I haven't installed it yet. And I was just like, and I see people do like, how can I get, how can I easily get links to Spotify? How can I easily get links to Android? And And I'm like, this is one of those things I'm like, why are we, cause it's, that's a lot of work. There's no way to easily scrape those. Why are we not sending people to your website where they can subscribe in Apple and Android and spot? I'm like, that's one just, I just keep going. Cause it seems like, especially the Apple thing, people are like, no, I want to share the Apple link. And I'm like, it doesn't matter how many times you go, but 63% of Europe is on a Android phone. And it's, you know, it's just, Oh, that's, that's one that I just kind of go, and it seems to be, I, I almost wonder if somebody's teaching that. Like, if you really want to go up the charts, you have to share the link or something, because it's it's always Apple, and on occasion it will be Spotify. And I'm just like, well, you know, I think the link makes the most sense for most people, because that's that's what we do on the internet, right? We share links to things. And so I think people kind of think that that RSS link is a shareable link that will lead people to, this is where I go. Dave, I mean, if you spent any time in those Facebook groups for the new folks, it it's they're clueless in in a lot of areas, and it's not bad. Like I don't, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to say that in a bad right. way, because, but but it's just some of the, you know, it's it's really kind of one one stuff, and so yeah, hopefully no one's teaching that, but you know, we we got to build a better presence and drive people. Like I'm always thinking about how do I drive people to a place that in one or two clicks, it's really obvious what they need to do. Like, because not even our listeners are not very savvy. We need to make it super simple for them. Yeah. Um. Um. You know. So I say that, and then I had a real world experience this week where I was talking to our marketing team about call to actions. We've been spending a lot of time thinking through our new 2020 strategies for the webcasts and what we're going to do, how we're going to do them, and we've we've restructured a whole bunch of things, including our call to actions. And so, at the end of a 45 minute show. The very end, last sentence, I say, if you, we'd love to have you join us in the Facebook group, come out to facebook.com slash groups slash called to coach. That is a really hard, long link to get people to actually click on or find or use. 
that day, like within minutes after I said that, I said, well, then I said to them, usually I get two or three a day who come into the Facebook group because we ask them the question, how'd you find us? Right. And they'll say, oh, at the end of the podcast. And uh, I was like, holy crap. You mean they are coming in from me saying facebook.com slash group slash call the coach? Like people are actually doing because I, I, it, heart of hearts, I don't believe people actually will follow that. And I think in the podcasting community, we often say, no, no one will follow a link you say. It's too complicated. It's got to be someplace where they can do one click. No, they're doing one of two things. They're typing it in or they're going to the very end. We have, and we do full transcripts now on our posts. Mm. So they would have had to go to the post and go all the way to the bottom and find it. So that even that has made me a little skeptical sometimes where we say we got to dumb it down and maybe we dumb it down or we say we dumb it down too much. They are coming through me saying that long URL and it's, it's shocking how many are doing it. So well, I'm, I bet if we ask Ross, Ross is in the chat room and Ross, you don't have to answer. But if you ask Ross, hey, where is Ask the Podcast Coach on Saturday mornings? He would go ask the podcast coach dot com slash live because I think some of it is repetition. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. you keep it, like you True. said, it's like every True. episode I say the True. same thing. So after like the 38th time they've heard you go Facebook dot com slash groups, guys, call to call, call to coach because see right. now I've got it, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Yeah, it, no, I think you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. The repetition. I've said that now for yeah. 600 episodes, and I think eventually it starts. It starts. Um, but that's always bad. We, we've always said that's bad podcast advice to yeah. tell them links. It's we also that is it. That is the last CTA of about seven. Like at the end of the show, you know, I'm no, again, it's, it's our yeah. own advice. Like, but I, I break our own advice and I say at the end of the show, I'm like, Hey, we'll remind everyone to take full advantages of all the resources we have available here. If you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, go here, listen to us on a podcast here. Oh, by the way, join us at our summit. Here's the link to that. If you'd like training, you can go here. So I said all those things. And then I say, if you want to join us on Facebook, and I, I'm again, two or three a day now come in through like, how'd you hear about us? Oh, the webcast. Wow. That's the last CTA on a four, a 50 minute show. So don't be, I guess I, I say all this to say, don't be shocked. Or if you know, one, if you think you have too many CTAs or two that yeah. you, you, you're putting them at the very end, don't be shocked if they actually click on. Well, it actually kind of works. That was funny. You locked up for a second. Uh, <laughs> Did I lock well, up I, like this? Uh, <laughs> I like to do, because I am, I'm with you. I have a hard time doing one call to action. Uh -huh. So I will do the call to action sandwich. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, hey, my website, schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want to contact me, that's out there. If you want to join the School of Podcasting or get any of my resources, it's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. So the call to action is is schoolofpodcasting.com, but I've told you like five things that you can do there. Um, Cause I just can't, I just, it's like lace potato chip. I can't just do one call to action. I have to do multiple ones. Um, hey, we got some updates here in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, the Starnes family. She's getting 2000 downloads per episode. She said, I learned a lot from the podcast rodeo show. Nice. So that's cool. 2000 is um, a good number. That is handy. Uh, Miss Eileen is, or ex, uh, see, I just did the thing where you click on it and then it moved at the last moment. Um, I know this is actually, it's the right person. Carrie, she said, I think we by default say Apple because it sounds fancy. It's yeah. fancy. Well, it was 90% of the market for the longest time. Yeah. Right? Well, that's half the it reason. It made I, sense. 
half the reason I love the iHeartRadio logo, I mean, I get, if I am lucky, 1% of my downloads come from iHeart. But, man, that looks cool to say I'm on iHeartRadio. Just so is Rush Limbaugh and Dave Ramsey and everybody else that's a big shot smarty pants, you know. So, um, you know. Um, and then we're talking about trying to get people to go to a website. Uh, Mike was saying, in the end, it's it's the podcasters program. So however they want to direct it. I get yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's in the end, in my opinion, it's all about downloads and downloads are made much easier when people subscribe. So in the fact that, you know, yes, you can listen on an Android at an Apple page, but for many years you could not. And, and that also means now that next week they have to come back to that same page to listen because they don't know any better because you sent them to, you know, the, you're, you're getting them there the, the hard way. So um, and then also, Jim, it may be that they're just searching for the group in your Facebook. You can't group. find it. No, can't. Can't, oh, can't see, it's, it. a, it's the link. It. And it's just, it's just, it's one of those. Well, no, that one is that one's not public, but you have to ask. They could search, but they'd have to search like even that's hard. Like they they'd have to search Gallup webcast or they have to search called the coach. It'd just be easier to go to the link. The point isn't that they're typing that exact link. And the point is they're actually making it there somehow. I don't care how they're making it there. The fact that they followed me on the last CTA after seven of them and are actually doing what I asked them to do is amazing to me. Like, wow, you actually did, which is scary, Dave, because if they're following the last CTA, all of a sudden you start thinking, what else are they doing in these CTAs and how important are those to have them? Maybe the conventional wisdom of one CTA per thing is wrong. You know, maybe it's. I don't have any way of tracking the other CTAs for the most part because they're all, I'm sending them to, I'm just sending them direct to links. And I don't have a coupon code or some of those those kinds of things to track it. This I can track because it's me. I'm the only one who lets those people in the Facebook group and I see those all the time. And so I can track that very, very easily. And uh, just it's shocking. And maybe our advice on making it simple is wrong in some ways. You know, you're like, if people are engaged enough in the content, they'll do what it takes to find you. And not saying you should make it hard, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those kinds of things where they're engaged. Yeah. Carrie asked a question. Um, did I ask for people's first week stats? This is something I did in the Carrie's part of the school of podcasting. And I'm doing an episode Probably this week. I've got about five ideas I'm brewing on um, for for new podcasters, and I'm trying to set people's. I, I also did this, I think, in the podcast movement group, and I basically said, if you can get access to these, how many downloads did you get in the first week of your first episode? Because through working with clients, occasionally peeking at Libsyn people and looking at my own stuff, I was hard pressed to find anybody over twenty. 20 downloads the first week of the first episode, because I think some people really think they're going to get, you know, these big numbers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, not in my travels, at least I I haven't seen that. So, um, you 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 know, know, Dave, I can't say this enough. I say it all the time. I just this morning. uh, So I published home gadget geeks early. I, I've had a, I've had one of these anxiety problems where I've been delaying, like I haven't been finishing my podcast on the weekend and then I stretch it out. I'll do it Saturday night and then I'll do it Sunday morning and then I'll do it Sunday afternoon. And it keeps getting later and later in the weekend. And so in the new year, I'm like, all right, like I just need to get these done on Friday night. So last night I sat down and cranked it out, got it done Friday night. So it was out there in this morning. Um, here, let me just, let me see if I can show share this email from you. Hold on. I want to share screen, share. I love this application. 
can I share just the email? Will it allow me to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, we'll share the screen. So, and I, I'm not going to share it for long, but my buddy, um, my buddy Neil wrote me this nice long note. And again, it starts with Jim. Nice show today. So, you know, he, and, and he, this is to me, this is the mark of engagement. And I don't know mm-hmm. how, how much longer I want to show that, but um, I starting to realize like how much information is on the screen. <laughs> I don't the think anything. It was really tiny text. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, no, the point is, is well, I don't, I rarely check my stats that, that I just showed that is worth a thousand downloads to me to get an email from and Neil uh, e- emails me all the time on home gadget geeks, but that it took him 20 minutes probably to construct this email and send it to me. That's way more important to me than any, any thousand download numbers I can get that's engagement. And I think as podcasters, that's what we should be striving for is to get that real world live. I know him. He knows me kind of engagement so super cool just an example just came in this morning man that lights your fire when you get that kind of stuff you're like wow okay i like it and and uh keeps you going so let me encourage folks in 2020 shoot for that kind of audience audience engagement if you can yeah and speaking of engagement these are my favorite people to engage with that is our awesome supporters if you go out to ask the slash awesome uh you can get your name up here i still have the if you're looking for some one-on-one consulting I have a, only one person can have this, but you can uh, sign up for a, an hour of consulting at a much, uh, what's the word, discounted rate. Um, but we always thank our $20 supporters. And Jim, I'm throwing in a curveball here. Oh. Uh, we, uh, Greg, oh, I forgot my fun-filled. Yeah. So you didn't, ha- you didn't have pod lords to. Oh, yeah, that's it. It didn't trigger off. me. Uh, <laughs> Greg at DebtShepherd.com. Uh, Glenn the Geek over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Uh, Josh Rivers at podcastingexperiments.com. Uh, Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Carrie Bond, Carrie Bond at uh, keywestperspective.com slash podcast. That is a show about uh, Key West and uh, island life and the people who live it. Uh, speaking of living in fun places, you can check out Carl White. He has Life in the Carolinas podcast at Life in the Carolinas podcast. Dot com And Kim Kradji, if you want to get your Toastmasters on, go to Toastmasters101.net if you're thinking about starting your Toastmasters journey. And uh, this is the curveball. Because remember, I was like, oh, I'm going to leave. Yep. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one page from. So this week, we're, we're looking at people that are also $10 patrons. People like Frasley at b-great.today. Jeffrey Hallish at Podnuts. That's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z. Jonathan Bloom at weeklyawesome.com. Kyle Bondo at gagglepod.com, Michael Delaney at babymountainradio.com, Nick at Cincinnati Soccer Talk.com, Subes, uh, Dr. Norm Chapin at beyondthebedside.net, and Sean Park at beyourownnerd.com. So if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, again, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh, Jason says, with being a new year, how do you recommend people calculate their stats and averages for the? This is always a tough one. Because if you think about it, a January episode has been out 12 months longer than a December one. So what I, I've done in the past, and there we, we kind of talked about this last week, where I went through and did a deep dive into my stats. And Jim, you asked a great question, which was, what did you learn? And I was kind of like, mm, there were a few things that maybe kind of stuck out a little bit. But I remember once, because you can, 
you can say, um, you can put in today's date and then you can put in the release date and say how many, and you can have Excel calculate how many days something like you can, it's weird. You can say subtract January 4th from, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it'll come up with a number. So you can have Excel count. So I can then take the number of days that's been available and divide the total number of downloads and come up with total number of downloads per day. And I did that once and it was like, yeah, I was kind of like, it really didn't, it, nothing like really came out because there were still shows that were like, that got, you know, whatever, 1500 downloads in three days are still going to show huge numbers because after the first month, Yes, I've had 11 months of downloads, but it's been of like two a day. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a really, it's hard to to do that. So I always look for just, what I did was I took all of the episodes um, and then averaged them and then looked for episodes that were above average and realized that it's not fair to the December ones. But on occasion, you will get a December episode that went bonkers and it, got more downloads than the January one, but it is a tough one. That's uh, what I do is I go through when I upload my episode for, for the new week, I take a look at how many downloads did I get last week? And I take the number for a week's worth of downloads and I, I copy it in a separate spreadsheet. But, and again, have I learned anything really like wow from that? No, that my podcast is growing a little bit. Yeah. Good. Good to know. I think, for me, good to know if the numbers are going up or down. Yeah. In because those tell you something. So I'm a quarterly guy and I'm a co- quarterly total guy. So I don't even try and break them down at the quarterly level. Just what did I do this quarter versus last quarter? That's the big picture. You can do that monthly if you want to, by the way. You need to be a, a month or two out. If you're going to do monthly, you need to be a month or two out from the months that you're calculating because the months that are close aren't, aren't going to be very accurate. But I figure if you get uh, if you get two months away from a podcast, you've pretty much gotten most of your listeners at that point. Then if you want to calculate um, total per episode, I actually do that on a post 60 day basis. So after 60 days, what I go back to that episode and grab that number. It's going to be pretty consistent no matter when you check it. Yeah, you're going to have people doing back catalog stuff and whatever, but you're always going to have that. You're never going to be able to get it completely accurate. But I like at the 60-day mark, go back and look at the the month. So if it's month three in the quarter, go back to month one and grab the individual episode download numbers. Those are going to be pretty accurate as far as what do I get. So how many do I get per episode? Well, this is January, so I would be looking at the October's monthly download reports to get those numbers. That's how I like to do it. Everybody does it a little bit different, and that's yeah. how I justified at work. It's just when somebody asks me, like, how many are you getting per episode? I'm going back to October's episodes and saying, okay, this has yeah. given me some kind of idea. Yeah, And I think as long as you come up with something consistent, it doesn't matter what the matrix is, just, you know, it's I, I measure this. And every time I do this, then you are basically everybody's competing against the same, you know, thing yeah. and, and you get yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. by the way, you're always going to have because of back catalog issues, you're always those numbers are always going to be moving around. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you at some point, if you're a perfectionist or a completist or like you want them like, OK, I want this to be the nope, it's a moving target. It's always moving. You're going to have to decide to kind of figure some things out and say at this point in time. I like to work on percentages that way because if you if you're you know totals are good for like uh, um, 
Uh, advertisers. What, what do we call? Yeah, for advertisers for C. C I want to say CPA, but that's CPM. Thank you. Um, and I just couldn't get to. I couldn't get there for some reason. And but it, it it's not good. I think averages month over month are much easier on a podcaster to be saying like, am I making progress or am I going backwards? Then seasonally, you have to take that into account. Like, yeah. Like um, uh, April and May, <clears throat> October and November are the most popular months for our podcast at Gallup. They just are. We just always do better. If you, so it's a big disappointment in December when they when they you know they come up over the crest. Okay, how did it look last year for October and November? That's the key, right? Because we know those those are the months that matter. That's what I'm doing now. On occasion, because at first when I first looked at my stats, I was like. Well, this isn't really what I was hoping for. And then I went and looked at last year's stats and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We're a whole lot better than I thought I was. So, yeah. 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 Um, By the way, can, I never look at them for Home Gadget Geeks. Never. Like yeah. this is only because it worked because I have to. It's my right. job, right? Yeah. Home Gadget Geeks, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know what the numbers are. I just because yeah. I just do it. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about how many downloads you got from the first episode the first week. Kim said I got a, a 32 in the first month in 2014. Um, and then Mike says, you know, what about the people that go into Facebook groups and say, I got 1500 downloads in the first 30 hours, 30. Yeah. There's always those people. And that's kind of yeah, why I want to do did. this maybe because, um, I also know that some of those people might be stretching a, a lot of times what those people are doing is they're quoting monthly stats. And it's like, that's a little different deal than that. Um, Ross well, says, isn't that just posturing? Like, yeah. who cares? Like, stop worrying about them and and figure out what do the numbers need to be for you. Yeah, and like, and comparison again is totally, the thief of joy. And totally, yeah, totally. Um, uh, Ross has a great question. What do you think about calls to action up front for all listeners? Here's the one thing I usually coach people against that, and yet I do it every episode of the School of Podcasting. I get it. I understand why because you want to, you know. And I always kind of say it in a way that's like it's not a hard one. I'm like, hey. Use the coupon code listener. That's L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up at the School of Podcasting, realizing I have not delivered any value yet. So why would they sign up with me if they've just met me? But it's a repetitive, it's a it's repetitive, repetitive thing. thing. Yeah. And I do yeah, it. And you want to get it in their brains, right? I always say, hey, join us in our Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Yeah. And that's my CTAs in the beginning of the programs are to get them to connect to us. Like, hey, if you want more of this in the social space, here's how you do that. And then the CTAs at the end are product. Yeah. So there's a difference. There's a difference in, in what we're trying to do there. Yeah. So with the beginning, I'm trying to get to the content as quickly as possible, but I throw it in there in case somebody goes, well, he always says it at the beginning. I always picture somebody going, wait, hold on, let me hit play again. Oh, there it is. School of podcasting.com slash start listener. Customers so. are weird. I mean, listeners are weird because yeah. for the, at the end of the show, for maybe the last year, I promo what I'm doing with HelloFresh. They don't pay me to do that. I don't even, I don't make money off that. I could, but I don't make money off that. But one time I forgot HelloFresh at the end of the show. Ooh. And my listeners on the live show were like, hey, where's HelloFresh? Like, we want to hear about what you've been cooking, <laughs> you know? And so you have to be like, you have to be careful sometimes too. Like the listeners are looking for that consistency in your message. And when, even when you miss an advertisement, that becomes, because my advertisements have become not just like, hey, go buy HelloFresh. They're like, here's what I'm doing with HelloFresh. And there are people who have been waiting to hear like, what's Jim cooking? You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, it's just super interesting. You think you're like, oh no, they won't listen to that. Mm maybe they will. And unless you're getting some really hard feedback, I think I shared a couple of weeks ago, I got a couple things of hard feedback on, you know, I've been talking about cigars on the show and 
getting some not not overtly negative, but I could kind of tell behind the scenes, like I should probably pull back on this a little bit. Um, and, and so, you know, listen for that. Listen for those clues of wh- what are they saying? What are they what are they telling you? Um, and listen when they do say it. When you get that email that somebody says that was a great show and here's why that's always the best. Oh, it's so that stuff is so important. Randy makes a mention in the chat room too. One of the other things I do in the very beginning of the show, like again, I go against conventional wisdom on home gadget geeks. We talk about the weather. The very first thing is that we talk about the Omaha weather or what's the weather in your area or whatever. That's part of the show for me. That chit chat of the weather is structured chit chat that people begin to kind of get used to <laughs> and they, they just see it that way. Right. And, and so, so it's a little trick. It's a little to make people comfortable, you know, you know, and the other things you can, you know, you can um, it, it's chit chat, right. That, that people actually like. And so I've, I have never had a comment like stop talking about the weather. That's the dumbest thing ever. Not for my listeners. No, they actually kind of, I don't want to say they like it, but they accept it. So, you know, find your things that work. The repetition is the key, Dave. I, if I ever wrote a book about podcasting, it would be, you know, repetition is king. Well, it that's was what it would, that's what it would be. It was funny, and and uh, Kyle says, while I say I'm doing my call to action before I've given value, Kyle's like, no, no, you gave 700 episodes. That's and that's that's the fun part because you have people that are first time listeners and people that have been listening for years. So, by the way, 99 percent of them are return listeners. Yeah, right. That big chunk. Yeah, no, huge. Not very often do you get a brand new listener um, in, in the front, and oftentimes though. We, we think, um, you know, uh, listen, when Joe Rogan started doing three hour podcasts, he went against the conventional wisdom is everything has to be 15 minutes. Rogan said, no, I'm going to do it three hours. I don't care. Now he's one of the most popular podcasts that's out there. You know, my daughter listens to this D and D podcast for four hours, right? Critical, critical role is, is what it's called. Four hours. Like that's the time thing is BS. Like, <laughs> do do what you have content for. P- if people like it, they'll listen. And don't be afraid to put CTAs in up front or have them at the back or backload them. Just, re- you know, again, I think repetition's king. I used to do, and I can't remember, I used to have, I help you uh, massage your message. I help Ta- you tackle the, the technology, face your fears and flatten the learning. learning. There's our I could not remember those. And it was like, it's weird because other people, like people know that. And yeah. I was like, maybe yeah. I was wrong to change my, my little thing because I already had my audience kind of half memorized that. You do. They look I, forward to it. They start I, salivating when you say it, by the way, it's, it's yeah. a Pavlovian effect. Yeah. And I, uh, I thought about that and I was like, cause I switched it from, I help you start your podcast and grow your influence yeah. because if you're growing your influence, you're kind of doing the other stuff. And I thought it might be easier to remember, but, and apparently, okay, there I'm like, where's the music? <laughs> I'm, I'm fading up our ending music and there's nothing going on. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, on on this week's episode of the School of Podcasting, I'm either going to be talking about how to make decisions. I might be talking about setting expectations. I am. You're, I am going to tease it this way. I'm probably going to say something that's going to get me in a lot of hot water Ooh. because and that's part of it. Part of the I think where I'm probably going to land is what if your podcast is like everybody else's then what's going to separate it is your personality. And I had to really think about and went back into some emails and Doug, like, like we just did the whole, my favorite podcast thing is 
I'm like, so what do people like about me? And I've even had people say, oh, and that's why some people don't like you. And I was like, that that always is a little like twinge mm-hmm, to it when you hear that. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's what's coming up on the School of Podcasting. Jim, what's coming up on the Average TV? Yeah, so I got robbed right after the show, literally right after the show last week. So we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it on uh, the most. I'll, I'll leave that as a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's it's posted out at the Average TV. Like at gunpoint, kind no, of. No, but no, my car, my car's got my car's got run through. Oh, Some, that's somebody, the worst. Yeah. It's so I've had- not while I was podcasting last week, but in the in the morning before. But I learned a whole bunch of things about it and did a whole bunch of tech around it. So it's posted right now at the average guy.tv. It's time to buy the club. Notice how they don't make those anymore? Because <laughs> no. they people figured out that all you have to do is cut the steering wheel. Cut the steering wheel. <laughs> uh, no, the cars it's fine, but you you can um I, I learned a lot last weekend. Right after the show, it I, I went out there and discovered that oh, that's horrible. Yeah. All right. Well, next week, by the way, we are not here. I will be in Boston uh, talking to a, a speaker thing, whatchamacallit. So we'll be back in two weeks. So thanks to the chat room. Everybody stick around for some post show. 